Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sundays with Selena podcast. I actually can't even believe that I'm recording this and that I finally did it. Um, If you're listening, I appreciate it. I love you. Thank you. I had this on my vision board. Like, we, me and my friend did it, I think, last December. And I put podcast on my vision board, and I was like, that is not gonna happen this year. Like, I'm just gonna accept it. Like, I'm not, it's not happening. But, like, now that I'm sitting here and I'm recording it, I'm so nervous, but, like, so excited. So, thank you for being here. This is the first episode. And today, I want to talk about social media and its effect on our mental health and other ways that we can find serotonin and like happiness and just like doing other things other than scrolling on TikTok because oh my god my screen time is at like nine hours a day and I I don't know how I got there I don't know like what is going on but it needs to be corrected so I feel like if I'm going through this other people are going through this and like let's just talk about it. It's obviously no secret that since COVID, we've all kind of been dependent on social media and it's become a part of like our daily lives. Like in order to, I would say, communicate with our friends or like talk to people or see what people are up to and like maintain a relationship. I feel like that has to be done through social media or that's what we think, but it's not exactly true. And like when we were in COVID, I know for me, all I did was sit on my phone because there was absolutely nothing else to do. And ever since then, it's just become a habit and it's become normal life. But of course, I did some research before the episode because I'm not going to show up here unprepared. So researchers found that spending more than three hours on social media per day puts adolescents at a higher risk for mental health problems. And three hours is not a lot. Like... The fact that my screen time average is nine hours a day and they're saying three puts you at risk for mental health problems. I think that explains a lot, but I think the first step is just being self-aware. And like my main point and what I believe is you can do whatever you want. It's your life. If you want to sit and scroll for nine hours a day, be my guest. But if you're noticing that life isn't what you want it to be, if you're not feeling good every day, if you want to make a change, I mean, I think this is worth trying. It has scientific proof that it's not good for you. And if you're just self-aware and you realize it and you can recognize that you spend that much time on social media, that's the first step. If you just realize it and you're self-aware and you keep scrolling, good for you. You've still realized it. You've still done something And that's the first step to actually making a change. We're spending all of this time on social media. We have access to the ins and outs and the highlight reels of everybody's life from where you live to across the globe to a couple cities away. Like everything is easily accessible. And we as humans were not made to know and see all of that. And for me, I think that's what's the most dangerous part is I am easily comparing myself to everybody I see, everybody I meet. And it's so normal to meet like a girl, if you're a girl listening to this, your age, who has it all figured out, who has a plan, who dresses so nicely, who has the best boyfriend, who has the best family. And like, 
you look at that and you just think, oh my God, my life is trash. But you don't, you don't know what is actually going on in her life. You don't know how she's feeling. You're just seeing what's on the outside or what they might want you to see. And with that being said, having social media throw that in your face every single day with people posting these aesthetic TikToks of their corporate jobs or like moving to New York and starting a new life, fashion, whatever they might be doing that you admire. Having that in your face every day is just a constant reminder that you are not that. You may not be where you want to be in a couple of years, but that's fine. That's not reality. Not everyone is going to be at the same place in their lives at the same time. Everything comes in stages and everything. I am a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. If you applied for a job that you desperately wanted and you didn't get it, it happened for a reason. Thank the universe that they steered you in a different direction because for all you know, you could have been miserable. You could have been in a toxic environment. You could have just hated your life at that job, but you thought it would be amazing and you didn't get it and you're beating yourself up over it. Meanwhile, it happened for a reason. And I think that's why it's so important for us to just first know that social media is not reality and it is healthy to take a break and it's healthy to, it's normal to compare yourself to other people. And I think it could be a great place to get inspiration. I think who you follow is a huge part of it and what you're allowing yourself to be exposed to. So let me just tell you, the mute button on Instagram was the absolute best feature they have ever created. The person who had that idea needs a raise because the amount of people I have muted on Instagram because whether it be old friends or I don't know, even like influencers I'll just unfollow, but people that I might compare myself to, people that I just like don't like and I don't have the balls to unfollow them because I don't want problems, mute. You never see what they're posting no stories, no posts, like nothing. And if you want to take it a step further, like block them from seeing what you post. Honestly, like the best thing I've ever done, I highly recommend you go and mute people that when they post stuff, it just like rattles you because it makes a world of a difference. But with that being said, I think it's really important to just be mindful of who you're following. I highly recommend we all go through our instagram after and just unfollow whoever the hell we want because you don't realize how big of an effect it has on your mental health on your confidence on how you see life and our brains are just not wired to be able to have that kind of information on other people and actually i was listening to the jay shetty podcast which if you don't listen to it what are you doing But he was saying how when you wake up in the morning um, and you reach for your phone and the first thing you do is scroll through all your social media apps, you are like over what's overexposing your brain to all of this information when it's just waking up. The first like 10 minutes of you waking up, you're adjusting to your settings. You're like getting ready for the day. Like I know when I wake up, I'm like, what day is it? What am I doing today? Why am I even waking up at this time? Do I have somewhere to be? I'm just confused. So, oh, that's my be real. Um, so 
when you're waking up and grabbing your phone and immediately going through all of your notifications, all of the people who are notifying you and trying to get a hold of you and like trying to talk to you, your brain is just on overdrive and it can't process that. So you're already setting your day up, not for failure, but you're not setting it up in the best way. And I can sit here acting all high and mighty saying that, oh my God, going on your phone in the morning is so bad for you, but I'm going to keep it real. This morning, I woke up, grabbed my phone, laid in bed for half an hour, and I just scrolled through every single app I pretty much had on my phone because I didn't want to get out of bed. So don't think that I am saying all of this and I'm perfect because I'm not, and I really need to work on it too. But I do notice such a big difference when I don't go on my phone in the morning. I went through like a little um, wellness, self-care, you could say, era this year. And I woke up, oh, there's my dog. I woke up and I journaled and I meditated and I like did not go on my phone for a good hour when I woke up. And I honestly noticed the biggest difference throughout the day. I was just so much happier. And just doing that alone makes you feel so productive. I could have done nothing throughout the rest of the day and just sat and been on my phone, but I would have been like, you know what? I woke up and I didn't go on my phone. I journaled, I meditated. It was summertime, so I would have gone on a walk. And that was enough for me to be proud of myself for the day, which is so good. And it's not something you're gonna be able to do every day. If you can, good for you, like that's amazing. But the reality is, you have to form a habit. I think it takes 21 days or something to actually like form a habit, which can be hard because we're so used to just doing whatever we want. But if you can try and wake up and not go on your phone for 10, like start small for 10 minutes, wake up and just lie in your bed and stare at the ceiling for all I care. And just don't go on it for 10 minutes. That's the one thing throughout your day that you can be proud of yourself for doing no matter what the rest of your day looks like. Now that I did my spiel on how bad social media is for you, which we all know, I don't need to say anything that you don't already know. But now that I've um, bashed it, there's ways that we can live without it and do other stuff to entertain ourselves. And it's no, no surprise, no secret that it reduces endorphins in your brain but only for a short period of time when you're on social media i could be wrong maybe i just made that up (laughs) but that's what i think um but it's only a short period of time so i have done my research once again because i'm just so professional on 11 ways to boost your serotonin a without medication and b hopefully avoiding social media number one I feel like this is the most obvious, but your diet plays such a massive role in your life, you would not even believe. And I feel like that's another like kind of taboo topic is diet and food. Like I'm not saying, I am absolutely not saying you need to diet yourself. I'm saying your nutrition. I think the 80-20 rule is great, but I also don't know if it's that realistic. I don't think I would be eating greens and salads 80% of the time and not the other. So I think just finding foods that you like and just being mindful. What I've been trying to do is just like be mindful of what I'm putting in my body. If I know that it's McDonald's hurts my stomach, 
I'm just not gonna go to the McDonald's drive-thru. If I'm craving fries from McDonald's and a junior chicken, I'm gonna go get a junior chicken and fries. Be in tune with your body and just know what upsets it and you decide if it's worth it or not. I know like dairy upsets me a lot and gluten, which I think is so common nowadays. And I've learned that sometimes it's just not worth it to go through that kind of pain. Sometimes it is. If I'm going to Starbucks and I don't want to pay another dollar for almond milk or I want vanilla sweet cream cold foam on top of my coffee, then I'm getting it. I'm doing what I want that day. But I don't think eating three bags of chips and McDonald's and fast food every day is good for you. And that's obviously going to take a toll on your mental health and apparently it affects your serotonin levels as well because those feed off of the vitamins and the nutrients that are going into your body. So step one is being mindful of what you're consuming because just like we're consuming social media and we're seeing that and we're putting it into our brain and it affects us, the same way we consume food affects you in a different way. Number two, I think this is another obvious one, but exercise and movement Um, When you work out, it releases so many endorphins, and this year, I would absolutely not consider myself a gym girly, but this year, again on my vision board, I put like consistently going to the gym and getting a membership and showing up for myself, and I can proudly say that it's almost the end of November, and I have gone to, I have been consistent throughout the whole year, and I've noticed such a difference in my, not happiness, but in my attitude towards life because it has nothing to do with my body image anymore. I started, I would say at the beginning of the year going to the gym because I wanted to change the way I look. Now, I honestly don't really care about that as much. Obviously, we all care about it to some degree, but I don't obsess over it. Now I go because I get that feeling of proudness is that a word like I'm really proud of myself after I go because it's something I don't wake up every morning craving like oh I just can't wait to go to the gym but once I do it and I get myself there and I push myself afterwards I can feel like I can just do anything I'm so energetic I'm so optimistic and I just like did something good for myself that day and if that was all that I did that's more than enough for me so movement even if you don't have a gym membership like there's so many at-home workouts that you can do at home that are so good I'm not gonna name people because they're I don't know if they're good but I know Sammy Clark is really good that's one person that I've been following and like doing her workouts for a really long time um so at-home workouts if you don't have a gym membership if you live in Canada I'm so sorry that it's freezing cold outside and hot girl walks are not really an option anymore which is so depressing seasonal depression is a whole other topic I'm not getting into today but it's real and it's here next bright light this probably sounds so random but there is this light on Amazon it's a vitamin d light and you literally just sit in front of it and I think it just projects light onto your face or you put it in your room and it's actual I could be I might sound so stupid But it claims that it has the same effect as vitamin D. And that type of bright light, a daylight lamp, for me, my my room is in the basement and it's really dark and it gets really depressing because my room is my favorite place in the world and it's my safe place. And being down there during the day with absolutely no light makes me so sad. 
So getting sunlight, get like sitting by your window and reading or sitting by the window being on your phone for all I care. Try and get, go outside, get some fresh air, get some light, order that Amazon vitamin D light, especially in the winter time. Take your vitamin D supplements because you would not believe the effects that vitamin D has on us, on our happiness, on everything. So light, number three. Leading flawlessly into the next one is vitamins and supplements. Like I said, vitamin D, huge, a multivitamin, a probiotic, anything, even something to help with your gut because your gut is the root of a lot of issues and that you probably have no idea about. But just taking supplements or vitamins, go to your doctor, don't listen to me, figure out what's good for you. But that's just another thing. I'm really all about small wins. I think If you can consistently take your vitamins every single day for however long, whatever, I think that's a win. I think like, I can't, I don't know, I feel like I can't do it. I either forget or whatever, I don't care. But that's something you're being consistent with, something you're doing that's good for you. You're looking out for yourself. And I think that's something to be proud of. So if you're taking your vitamins every day, good for you. The next one is a little random, but I wrote massages. I, this might sound very... In, not entitled, I'm very lucky and privileged in life. We have, my family has a masseuse that comes to our house twice a month, I would say, every other week, something like that. And we have a massage table, so we get massages at home. And recently, my dad has been allowing me to have time with the masseuse to get massages. And it is the highlight of my week. It's so relaxing. And my masseuse like stretches me so well at the end and I just feel like my body feels so good and so ready because you get out all that tension and all the buildup throughout like the past two weeks and you just let it all go. You listen to the relaxing music. So I know that massages are obviously not accessible to everybody. I'm not going to sit here like it is. But if you can just get like, I know Shoppers has this little like electronic handheld massage thing or those new massage guns. Christmas is coming up. You could put that massage gun from Amazon on your Christmas list and just like massaging your body and getting all those tight, like that tension out and just relaxing. It's another way to just relax, let go physically, not just spiritually and mentally. So massages, great way to release or do you release or do you accept or like whatever intake serotonin or create serotonin? I did not do very well in science, so I don't know, but you understand what I'm saying. Next is mood boosters. If you listen to Lauren Elizabeth's podcast, she has the mood pod and she talks about mood boosters, her best mood, her worst mood. Um, But I think mood boosters are so important because they're like the smallest things you can do for yourself throughout the day that can just make you feel good for a temporary period of time. Like lighting a candle for me is a mood booster. Going for a walk even in the cold, is a mood booster. Getting coffee. This is controversial because I know coffee doesn't exactly have the best effects for you. Um, So I highly recommend decaf. I've been loving decaf. I'm someone who, when I drink like normal espresso or whatever, I get very shaky and very anxious and it a lot of times makes me have panic attacks. Don't ask me why. I have no idea why. But decaf has been great because i this sounds so stupid i love the ritual of getting coffee getting especially with a friend oh my god getting in my car 
driving to the Starbucks that's beside my house because it's a like the building is just nice itself. B, who doesn't love a Starbucks coffee? And just driving there, ordering my coffee, getting my coffee, sitting down and taking the first sip. Just that alone will brighten my day. I will wake up and look forward to doing that. And yes, they cost $8 each. Is that ridiculous? Of course. Is it going to stop me? Absolutely not. Because if it boosts my mood, then I don't care. That's the mentality we're having this year. So getting coffee, A, by yourself, B, with a friend is even better because you get to catch up and you feel so good with like human connection and just seeing someone you might not have seen in a while or if it's your best friend you see every day, comfort, just connection is great. If you get anxious and coffee's not good for you, decaf. If you don't want coffee, get a matcha for all I care. Get a tea. Just go get that Starbucks cup, especially the holiday cups now. That alone, seeing those cups, I promise, will boost your serotonin. If it doesn't, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe this is just me and I sound ridiculous, but I mean, try it out. I don't know if this boosts your serotonin, but I kind of just wrote it down. Reading a book. It is so relaxing, whether I don't care what you read. You could read fiction, nonfiction, self-help books, fan, like whatever, comics, I don't know. I don't care. Sitting down, reading a book, a physical book, and taking like 15 minutes of your day to just escape the world. I like feel like when I'm reading, I just, nothing else is going on in my life other than the story that's in front of me, which is so nice to just like immerse yourself in someone else's life, even though it's not real, and forget about your own. So I definitely recommend reading. I am trying to get into self-help books because I've read a couple and they did help, but I'm more of like a romance girl. I love romance books. Don't know why, but it doesn't matter. Whatever you read, reading is great. 15 minutes a day, find a book, read a couple pages. I promise you'll be proud of yourself and you'll feel like you did something good. I kind of saved this obvious one boost serotonin booster for last. Not This is not last. This is like near the end. Uh, but managing your stress and what I mean is not just like telling yourself to chill because that's not realistic. We all have stress in life. We all have anxiety at some point and it's not easy to just sit there and tell yourself to stop because it's not how it works. But being active and being aware of it is important. So journaling, going to therapy, meditating, those are like the big three that I think can really just change your life. I started doing all three this year and it's made quite a difference. A, journaling. You can be as nasty as you want. You can say the rudest, most vile things about somebody. And it's okay because no one else is hearing it but you. And you're writing it down and you're getting it out of your system. My journal, I don't want to say is full of shit-talking people because it's not. But if someone pissed me off that day or I am not happy with somebody, you better believe it's in my journal. And I am, I'm letting it out. There's no boundaries. There's no holding back because no one's ever going to see it. And I feel like so good after because I feel like I said it to their face, even though I didn't. So I didn't cause any problems. But you just get like all of your emotions out, even the ones you feel like you can't physically get out and say to somebody, you can just write it down and it makes such a difference. And with journaling, 
I think journaling on a good day is equally as important as journaling on a bad day. Whether you're writing in an actual like notebook, like journaling, or just a five-minute journal, like writing something you're grateful for, what made today good, what made what could have made today better. I think that's what the five-minute journal is made of. And like daily affirmations. Taking those five minutes out of your day to just write something good or just write something down about how you feel can change your whole day, I promise you. Try it out or try journaling after you've had a bad day to start and just see how much better you feel. Next, therapy. Therapy is not accessible to everybody, unfortunately. I wish it was. It should be free and part of universal healthcare, but it's not. And going to therapy, A, is hard just to get there and accept the fact that you need help and to admit it is step one, which if you've done that, very proud of you because it's not easy. But once you've done that and you start therapy and you start opening up, I know for me, like opening up past traumas and talking about my childhood and like all the shit that's happened to me was hard because I'm someone who suppresses everything. If you know me, everything's a joke. When you talk to me, I like can't have serious conversations with people because I feel awkward and I just don't like when people are upset in front of me. So I try and just joke and make everything funny which is I'm learning is a coping mechanism but doing just opening up to a therapist in a serious setting is scary but it's important and they're there to help you and they really do help you and they say things that your friends couldn't say to you or your family couldn't say to you because a they don't have the professional background but b they might not want to hurt your feelings like my therapist has been upfront with me and that's so important to have someone put you in your place and like get you in check so therapy so great so important for your mental health I feel so good after I've had a therapy session because I feel like I'm really actually working on myself and I'm getting everything out and I'm actually asking for proper help and how to fix my situations and the last one part of managing stress is meditating now I know Meditating is not easy. I have struggled with meditating because I cannot sit there even five minutes. I get antsy. I ha- like I can't do it. But if you can sit there for five minutes and just close your eyes and breathe, breathing makes like is so good for you. When I'm having anxiety attacks or even when I'm like really, really paranoid or anxious, if I take a couple of deep breaths, automatically I'm calmed down, which is so weird because my thoughts haven't gone away, but it's like my body has calmed down instead of having my body going nuts and my mind going nuts. Like I'm calming one of them down first, then I can tackle the other one. So I'll give you a little example. I have a crippling fear and paranoia that somebody is constantly out to kill me. I firmly believe that there's someone out there who is, this sounds so ridiculous, but I'm going, I'm driving somewhere, someone's following me. Right now I'm home alone with, because my parents are out of the country. And by the way, when this is posted, I am not home alone. So if you're listening and you're planning on coming to kill me, I'm not home alone when you're listening to this. So you missed your chance. Anyways, I'm home alone. And last night I heard maybe like two creaks in the floor upstairs and I automatically started spiraling thinking someone was in my house and I was about to get killed. But I took a couple deep breaths. I actually did this. I took a couple deep breaths. I kind of told myself like, 
this is very un like that that's not gonna happen very unlikely you're fine if someone's here and they're gonna kill you this is how you go this everything happens for a reason this is how you were meant to die if it were to come to this take a deep breath my body chilled out i accepted the fact that if i was gonna die i was gonna die and everything was fine and this is that was not very good that i just said that and if my therapist is listening to this i'm sorry i will work on that but as i was saying breathing really really helps i promise you take a couple deep breaths in the morning you don't just have to breathe when you're having a bad day or when you're feeling anxious like start your morning off with just breathing getting in tune with your body one of my friends like stretches every morning if you're listening to this you know who you are she like put like a little mat in front of her mirror and like she stretches in the morning which i think is so good for you because your body like was just tense and sleeping and all messed up from whatever maybe sleeping on your stomach and just stretching letting it all out getting your body ready for the day physically is great last but not least i am now realizing i did not come up with 11 ways to boost your serotonin i think i actually came up with eight or nine um but the last one is sleep this is probably so basic and like everybody knows this but i'm reminding you that you need eight hours of sleep a night i don't care who you are who you think you are you need to sleep because you will be tired throughout the day which will make you miserable which will make you feel unproductive which will make you feel like you're not getting anything done because you're so tired and all you want to do is sleep and then you go to bed and your body is not regenerating than the way that it needs to because you're not getting the consistent proper amount of sleep so start going to bed earlier or start sleeping in i don't i actually don't suggest sleeping in go to bed earlier get your sleep because it's so important whether you realize it or not you will feel so much better once you've had at least eight hours nine fantastic but minimum minimum seven and a half if you break that seven and a half fix yourself and those were my eight or nine or however many ways that you can boost your mood boost your serotonin levels and that none of them involves social media which i think is very important so it's the weekend today's sunday if you're listening to it it on sunday take today to be with yourself try some of these things that i said if you can like be mindful today maybe just for one day try it out don't go on your phone today delete the apps mute them put downtime i have downtime at uh once i'm two and a half hours on on either tiktok or instagram whatever they all turn off so Try it for today. Set it for like maybe three hours. See how you feel. Try doing other stuff. Open a book. I promise you'll feel better. If you don't, then you tried. That's all that matters. So that's it for me. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. I really hope this episode goes well because I talk a lot. I realized I was rambling a lot. I told you guys that I think someone's out to kill me. So I'm really opening up here and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned for the next episode leave a five-star review please and thank you that would mean the absolute world to me and enjoy your day have a great sunday and i'll see you next week